Good morning. I am Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson. This is where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations from Tucson and Southern Arizona, getting updates on what they are currently doing, or maybe even introducing you to a local organization that you're unfamiliar with. For the first portion of today's program, I am speaking with Kim Kirshner from the Institute for Better Education. Hi, Riley. This is Kim Kirshner calling in. Hi. How are you doing, Kim? I am doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Glad we get this opportunity. Kind of touch base again. Uh, see what's what's going on with you and IBE. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I guess uh, yes. we can start things off uh, by. Uh, will you just you know let anyone who's unfamiliar know who you are and uh, what the Institute for Better Education does? Absolutely. So the Institute for Better Education, or IBE, is a nonprofit organization here in Arizona that allows, uh, takes tax credit dollars from Arizona taxpayers, and we turn those into scholarships for children to attend private schools where their family may not be in a position to afford such education. So let's say a child has special needs and they would need to, uh, it's best suited for them to go to a school specializing, let's say, in autism. That school could be very expensive. We're here to step in with those tax credit dollars and scholarship that child. Mm -hmm. And uh, although the Institute for Better Education is uh, it's based here in Tucson, this isn't solely focused on Tucson schools. Is that right? That is correct. We work with over 300 schools throughout the state of Arizona. So we are now heading into summer. Uh, next school year, 2021, 2022, seems like it will be much more like school years past. Can we get kind of a, a status report? Uh, have you seen like an increase or, uh, in interest or applications to aid from IBE recently? There has been a tremendous increase. We have uh, many more families who are either looking into private school education who have actually signed up last year or are continuing on for this next uh, academic year for the 21-22. But what's really exciting right now is that we're getting ready for our corporate season to open up, which is where Arizona businesses that are eligible, that are C-Corps, S-Corps, most LLCs and insurance companies, have that same dollar-for-dollar -dollar tax credit opportunity, except where they can utilize their full liability. So it's a great opportunity for a business to say, I want to focus on children. I want to put children first, making sure their education is a viable option for all families. And so we take tax credits for these businesses, and we just need that deadline by June 30th is actually the deadline for those businesses to contact IBE to let us know that they're interested. Yeah, so yeah, I, had saw, I saw that uh, on your website. So June 30th is the deadline for the corporate tax donations. Can you just tell a little bit more about this uh, specific program? Like, is there a difference between uh, what is done with the corporate uh, tax donations as opposed to, you know, a donation that came from just an individual? Great question. So there's two different distinct programs that businesses are eligible to donate to. That would be the corporate low-income program or the corporate disabled displaced. So those are for really our most vulnerable children. So if a family is low-income, they're eligible potentially for these dollars, or if a child has a disability or who has ever been in the Arizona foster care system. So again, these are very vulnerable populations of children that businesses can help. And the deadline of June 30th is when we 
get our applications from the donors, letting us know how much they'd like to do- donate. And again, it's dollar for dollar credit. They're either writing a check to the Department of Revenue or they are helping children with their education. And then we submit these because there is a statewide cap of what's allowed to be utilized as tax credits for businesses. This year it's over $135 million. We don't anticipate any problems with people getting their donations through on the beginning of July, but the sooner they get us the application, the better off for the kids getting scholarship and the business receiving their tax credit. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of you touched on it briefly. What, what businesses uh, are applicable for a, a tax credit donation? Absolutely. So that would be all C-corporations, insurance companies that pay premium taxes here in Arizona, and the big-ticket one really is for S-corp owners and LLCs that file like an S-corp. And the reason why that is such an amazing opportunity is that an S-corp doesn't pay taxes. So it's a very unique situation where the business makes a tax credit donation and the credit flows through to the shareholders that they take the credit personally. So every S-Corp owner or an LLC that files as an S-Corp needs to contact IBE and say, hey, tell me how this works. How can my business or my entity literally pay my state personal tax liability? Oh, so um, for business owners out there who are interested in finding out some more about a corporate donation, where, where do they start? Where do you recommend directing them? Of course, uh, our website is azcorporatetax.org. That is our corporate website. And on that page, they'll find Lupita Rocha, who is our corporate donor relations expert. And her email is there. They can always get a hold of us here at IBE, 520-512-5438, throughout the entire state. Uh, Certainly in Tucson, stop by and see us. We're up here at Speedway and Swan. But that azcorporate.org tax.org is a great place to start. You get a lot of information and just contact us and we will make sure you have everything you need to, again, put children first here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I guess while on the topic of the children, uh, what would you say for parents who are, you know, maybe just finding out about IBE and what you do, who would like to learn a bit more about the programs offered? Of course, uh, go to our website at IBE Scholarships. Org. That's our general website. Lots of information there. And if you ever thought that maybe a private school education is best for your child for whatever reason, don't think that tuition is something that's going to keep you from attending. That's what IBE is here for. So go to our website, again, at ibescholarships.org. Uh, come by and see us if you're here in Tucson or, again, 520-512-5438. Everybody that answers the phone here knows this program as well as I do, so we are happy to assist in any way to get them started on their tax credit journey to hopefully the best education for their child. All right. Well, I guess before we wind things down, uh, just a reminder, so the deadline for the uh, corporate tax donation is uh, end of this month, June 30th, and that's uh, would be uh, all the information, as you said, was on your website. Uh, this is Lifestyle Tucson. I've been speaking with Kim Kirshner from the Institute of Better Education, and I really appreciate you taking this time to uh, spread the word. Thank you. I so appreciate this opportunity. Of course. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. Take care. For the next portion of Lifestyle Tucson, I am sharing a recent conversation that I had with Lauren Bianco from Emerge Center Against Domestic Abuse. Hi, Riley. My name is Lauren Bianco. I'm calling from Emerge Center Against Domestic Abuse. Hi, Lauren. It's nice to speak to you. 
You too. Well, I'm glad we could have this uh, time to get an update uh, from Emerge. And I guess I would like to start off. Can you just provide a, a brief introduction for those unfamiliar with the, the mission and vision of Emerge? Of course. So the main vision that we have as Emerge is that we believe that we as a community together can effectively eradicate domestic abuse, um, really. That is our larger vision. Vision. Um, but we do need the whole community to do it. Mm -hmm. Our organizational vision is to really support, provide, um, celebrate pe people living a life free from abuse. So that's that's our mission statement. Okay, wonderful. Um, yeah. Will you take a moment to just share some about like the services and programs that Emerge yeah. provides? For sure. So we have we have a spectrum of services. We start usually with our 24/7 hot, uh, multilingual hotline, mm -hmm. and that is really where people have an entry point into figuring out um, where their journey is going to begin um, to achieve a life free from abuse. So it could be literally people just asking questions, right? We we're not I'm not sure. If I'm in an abusive situation, I need some help navigating. I'm not exact, you know, I'm not exactly clear on what my options are. And and it can go from that all the way up to I need to get out immediately. Can you help me safety plan a way to get out of the situation? So from there, um, some it just depends on the person's situation. It's all individualized, but um, we have an emergency shelter program where people can basically uh, seek refuge from the abuse that they might be experiencing in their intimate partnership. Mm -hmm. And they, we do have uh, space for their kids. Um, if people have pets, we have a program where we work with um, other nonprofits around town to ensure that the animals can also be safe. So that's, that's our emergency shelter program. Mm -hmm. Then um, we also have what we call community-based services which are used by anyone in any of our programs, but are also available to people who don't necessarily need shelter, but do need support in their navigating the uh, relationship that they're in. So that can mean anything from one-on-one uh, -on -one sort of appointments with our, with our case managers. It could be um, help with lay legal services. So, you know, they need to file an order of protection or, you know, talk about how, what their options are for divorce. They could um, go to our groups where we have, you know, it's, it's not a therapeutic group per se because we're not licensed in that way, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a therapeutic environment where other survivors are there and, and people learn from each other. Um, and that's also where we house our child and family program where um, children can also get specific services, you know, aimed at their age group to help them understand the the abusive situation that their parent might be in. So, yeah. so it's a very, um, almost like a custom to each individual's need type of approach. That's right. Okay. That's right. We do also have a very small housing program. So if people are seeking a new home after they have, uh, you know, broken away from their abusive situation, we can help them navigate the housing market and figure out a place for them to go. We also have supplement money to help uh, provide, you know, first and last month's rent, you know, utility bills for a while until that person is on their feet again and able to, to pay their way. 
This is Lifestyle Tucson, and I'm speaking with Lauren Bianco from Emerge Center Against Domestic Abuse. So I had been looking uh, over the the impact report for last year, and I saw that Emerge was able to serve over over 5,600 individuals and uh, providing support for families in the new homes. How does that compare uh, the 2020 report to past years? Hmm. You know, it's... um... It's an interesting question. We've actually pretty much uh, been at that level of participants for, okay. I would say, about, I mean, maybe four years. Okay. Um, it might be, it has varied, right? Because there have been different um, peaks and flows in the community mm-hmm. that has changed those numbers. But I would say that we hover around the 5,500 to 6,000 range pretty much every year for the last four years. I also saw on your website um, how part of uh, Emerge's work is centered around education, providing those resources, doing yes. like presentations and stuff like that. How uh, was your organization able to continue that aspect of your work in 2020? Yeah. And uh, what are kind of your some of the expectations moving forward? Oh, that's a great question. So d- domestic abuse education is our is one of our core <laughs> services Mm -hmm. and it's core for our community and it's core for survivors so if you'll allow me to divert for just a second absolutely i just want to say that um the reason domestic abuse education is so important it's because a lot of times when people are are experiencing abuse they don't have the language to understand what's going on so there will be many people who call us on their on our hotline and say i don't know if this is an abusive situation and we will then use some domestic sort of formal domestic abuse education to help people understand their situation and a lot of times all they needed was somebody to give them the lexicon that they that they needed to understand and, and like put life into their experience that says yeah you you know you are your experience is valid mm-hmm. and here's why so we we find our community education whether it's to a survivor specifically on the hotline or to a big community group uh, extremely important. So to answer your question, we have been doing lots of virtual trainings, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you might imagine, um, as lots of people have in the community. Um, we provided them um, mostly via um, request. So we've been getting, you know, we get requests through our website or we just have relationships with different community partners and they'll say, hey, can you come in and do a presentation for our nurses or for this volunteer group or for this um, quilting group, you know, it really varies depending on the group that's interested in the information, but it could be anywhere from, you know, the medical profession all the way to, you know, your grandma's quilting group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever wants to learn, it's uh, available. Um, so, right. Oh, and uh, as a second part of your question was the expectation we are st- we are um, still we are still available to provide the domestic abuse education. I would encourage people to go on our website and fill out the form, um, and we're happy to schedule some Zoom time to uh, to do any kind of education anyone wants. Real quick, what is your website? Uh, a little more on like the hotline yeah. and how people can kind of get connected um, for with the information. Sure. So emergecenter.org is our website. <laughs> It has a lot of information on there. Just It's both um, good information for people who are seeking services, people who are, who are trying to support someone 
um, who are who's experiencing abuse, and then also donors and people in the community who are interested in figuring out how to get involved. Our hotline, so that we have two. Um, our our local one is five two zero seven nine five four two six six. And the toll-free number is 1-888-428-0101. And all of that is on our website as well. Yeah. And you mentioned those are, bo- those are multilingual, correct? Uh, That's right. Awesome. Wonderful. So we've been yep. kind of discussing uh, what Emerge can provide for the community. And I would like to hear uh, kind of what the organization needs in turn from the community to continue its efforts um, in kind donations, donations, volunteers, what are you needing at this time? Um, Well, the big thing we always talk about when, when this question comes up is we need the community to educate, educate themselves and educate each other on how to intervene in domestic abuse situations um, and do the, you know, do the real root cause work into ourselves to figure out how do we show up in these circumstances and, like, how can we be supportive in our community of other people who are experiencing abuse? So that's really, like, the big push we, we frequently talk about. The, the tangible things that you're asking about, mm-hmm. so um, donations are always really, really helpful. You know, with the pandemic, we have, um, while we have been very, very, blessed with generous donors and generous um, funding sources, we also had to, you know, get rid of all of our in-person events, which were also fundraising generators. And so that's been difficult. And we're always grateful for any any person who is willing to give, you know, financial donations. In-kind donations, um, we have a list on our website. It's a wish list. And it varies, honestly, depending on the time of year and what is what supplies are low. There's always a need for certain core items like diapers and formula and shoes and um, toiletry items and also any kind of um, hair care products that are uh, more multicultural than, you know, sort of your mainstream mm-hmm. um, toiletry products, too. So that's always a need. Um, volunteers. So there's definitely some limitations on volunteers right now just because of the pandemic, but we're always looking for volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, We have both direct and indirect volunteer opportunities. So indirect meaning like office work, you know, data entry, helping with organization, that kind of that kind of stuff, helping at events when, when we're able to have them. And then direct services are people who are helpful with our participants. So answering the hotline working with the children, working with folks who are trying to navigate housing. Um, that's, that's always a need as well. The only thing I will mention about direct uh, volunteers is there is an interview process and a, uh, a pretty extensive training period as well. Oh, absolutely. That, make, that makes sense <laughs> why you would yeah. <laughs> uh, need that. So before I, I let you go, is there any other just news um, that you would like to share about uh, Emerge and what's going on right now? You know, I would say that we're just very proud of the fact that we have been able to stay open, but we're, we're just, um, we're very much dedicated to ensuring that people in the community have the services that they need. Um, you know, domestic abuse uh, has become a, a more spotlighted issue in the, in the national news and the local news, primarily because the pandemic has forced people to um, isolate. Mm-hmm. And that is, 
one of the most dangerous elements of domestic abuse, it can be doubly dangerous for, for domestic abuse survivors. So we have stayed pretty steadfast in ensuring that our services stay open to make sure that those survivors can still access us as much as possible. Uh, well, this is Lifestyle Tucson. I've been speaking with a VP of Operations and Development for Emerge Center Against Domestic Abuse, uh, Lauren Bianco. And I really appreciate you uh, taking this time to speak with me. Just real quick again, uh, we just share that website for anyone who would like to know? Absolutely. It's uh, www.emergecenter.org. Thanks so much. You have been listening to Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations from Tucson and Southern Arizona. I'm Riley. If you are part of a nonprofit group that would like to be included in an upcoming episode of the program, you can reach out to me by email at publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs at azlotus.com. Additionally, if you would like to know more about the program or listen to a past interview, go to the Sunday mornings page at kfma.com. KLPX.com, MixFM.com, or ESPNTucson.com.